So here on Exaggerated Features, as you know, we're all about characters, exaggeration, and the unique places you can find them. From history to holidays, from digital work to molding clay. This isn't to ignore, though, what we typically consider a character to be. Funny faces, big heads, little bodies. A silly, exaggerated cartoon sketch of yourself. Or your mom, or your boyfriend, or maybe even your dog. That's, that's the main thing that I do. It can be any animal, any sort, um, but uh, it's mostly dogs because that's mostly what people will bring out to the park. I know I might seem determined to avoid just talking about classic caricatures, but if you're in the scene at all, you know humans are on the way out. You, you got, you've got to think of it like this, that the aliens have landed and they give it all of us a job to do. Artists and consumers alike are seeing more and more pedicatures hit the scene. And why not? Many of us love our pets as much as, if not more than, some of our own friends and family. And as YouTube has shown us over and over again, they are definitely expressive and unique enough to capture in the spirit of caricature. To get a bit more insight, I sat down with seasoned expert on pet caricatures, John LaFree. Um, I am John LaFree. Um, I've, I've been drawing my whole life. Uh, Characterized, we'll get into that later. But, uh, but I draw dogs for a living. And relative pedicature newcomer, Nate Cap, who's bringing his signature high-exaggeration take on caricatures, or beasted style, to the animal scene. Hello, my name is Nate Kapnicki, and I am the uh, artist and, um, I, don't, I guess I, I didn't even plan for this, but anyway, I'm the guy who runs Little Beasties on Instagram. Is that what you wanted to know? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. All um, right. I'm your host, Corey Lally, and this is Exaggerated Features. Exaggerated Features is produced for ISCA, the International Society of Caricature Artists. Become part of the caricature community today and follow updates for the 2017 Annual Caricature Convention by joining ISCA today at caricature.org. So, first and foremost, who are these guys? So let's talk about Let's talk about pet caricatures, though. Those are fun, right? Oh, yeah. Good old <laughs> pet caricatures. <laughs> that's, your, that's your opening thing. So I guess, real quick, if you could just introduce yourself. Right now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Am I coming through okay? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay. Hello, my name is Nate Kapnicki, and I am artist. I, don't, I guess I, I didn't even plan for this, but anyway, I'm the guy who runs Little Beasties on Instagram. You have two books you've published now correct yes beasted and little beasties beasted first little beasties second just came out with little beasties what's the premise behind little beasties basically i started that book with the intention of giving back to the supporters of my business in a way where the pieces that i did for them are actually in the book but not main pieces because I wanted the main pieces to be family pets, a few friends, pets, celebrities, cartoon pets, Instagram pets, some presidential pets, deceased pets, animals that people could relate to. Did you get, did you get my book? Yeah, I've got like six copies. You're silly. I bought uh, all of them. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, did, I wanted to make sure that I'm, you know, not just like... Like, I wanted to make sure that you hadn't seen it yet, so that way I'm, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, or you might not know what I'm talking about. So, 
I'm not saying that right. Anyway, <laughs> basically, it's... Uh, start drawing caricatures what's your character history uh man you know just like a lot of us i guess i was you know just drawn since i was a little kid uh very much drawn to uh mad magazine and especially uh more drucker's artwork um so without uh without realizing it when i was taking tracing paper to uh to the pages of mad magazine i was teaching myself how to draw but it wasn't until about uh a little over 10 years ago that I got a job as a, a caricature artist at, uh, at Bush Gardens in Tampa. I, you know, that was about 10 years ago and I drew in the theme parks for, um, four or five years. Uh, but now I'm in, uh, coming up this week, basically what I consider my six year anniversary of doing canine characters. Um, so, but started, started off just tracing paper and then 10 years ago doing the, the theme park stuff. Well, when I started doing portraits for Commons Art Shop back in 2005, I wanted to do caricatures, and uh, so I did portraits for the whole year at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. Then I just um, found um, Aaron Philby drawing some caricatures, and uh, I, I was really just blown away by how, how cool you can make a face and uh, make it look funny. Just the way he captured people's personality was always fun. And one day, I went over to the place where everybody stayed. Anyway, I went over there, and I saw him drawing, and I just wanted to know if I could hang out and draw with him. So I started, you know, trying to emulate his mindset. You know, that's basically where it began, and it was uh, pretty horrific, to say the least. (laughs) So since then, you've kind of become known in the industry as an artist. Through your exaggeration, what would you say uh, your definition of a caricature is? All right, so my caricature definition is a limitless range of exaggeration that emphasizes the honest uniqueness of a subject in a funny way while maintaining a recognizable likeness. Whether the likeness is instant or visually absorbed and felt over time. you what is a caricature do you feel well i mean just i mean the simple answer for me is it's it's a portrait that is exaggerated for comic effect that's that's what a caricature is um but if uh if i'm being asked to describe my process on how i go about caricaturizing i'm going to take a look at a thousand different things and try and try and describe those visually i'm looking at the barely's 
I'm looking at the difference between the right eye and the left eye. But it's just a lot easier to say, I'm pointing out what makes us look unique. That's that's what it is to me in caricature is, is what makes us unique and different from each other visually, but doing it in a comic way. This still begs the question of what drives a person after years of drawing human faces to switch to animals. What made you switch from drawing people to animals and pets? Well, I've been drawing people for so long, and I could draw people for the rest of my life. I mean, because everybody has a unique face. But there's a few reasons why I went into the pet caricature business is because... Uh, for one, I love dogs. I love all animals, period. But um, love dogs, and I also know that other people love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I started thinking, well, if I made a business out of this, then I know that a lot of people are going to be interested. And I don't see that it's very tapped into. It's a very, very small industry as of now, so... I figured I might as well try to do something and take advantage of that. And getting into it, it wasn't just about, I'm going to start a business and make all this money or whatever. It was more about, I'm going to see if I can create a business to, you know, that I, that I can travel the whole world and still do it from anywhere that I go. And also because all animals' faces are so different, and especially dogs. You know, you got the really like caved-in dogs, like a pug, or you have like a, a basset hound who has like a really long snout or really like thick, long snout. You know, so you got all these different shapes that are just so exaggerated compared to a face where, like a human face, where you know some people have like a little nose or a big nose or a big face or a little face, but it's not significant like a, like a dog is. I thought that it would be just a really awesome challenge, uh, since I like to exaggerate, to see if I can maintain something uh, exaggerated throughout, you know, all my drawings. And that's the other thing. A lot of people might, you know, take it the wrong way how I draw these pets because... I'm not really going for it like I do people, but most people don't realize I'm trying to maintain a business to where I don't want people thinking they're going to get something really jacked up, or I also don't want people thinking that they're going to get something, you know, uh, really tame either. But the problem is, is you know, when you're working from photos uh, and you have, there's so many breeds, it's really hard to just put your whole heart and passion into this one drawing and try to really jack it up. And then let's say that I do, and then I go uh, to another drawing and I just can't figure out that dog's face. And, you know, I can kind of exaggerate it, uh, you know, and because it's a business, it's like, I gotta, I gotta get this out. You know, I gotta get this to these people because I got other commissions I gotta do. Then it's like, just don't have that energy to put into something like that therefore uh it's pointless to have too many ups and downs in my exaggerations 
So, like, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see most of the exaggerations in every single pet are very similar, you know, as, as far as, like, how far I pushed it, because I just don't want any, uh, I mean, I don't know that people can really even tell anyway, but, because dogs are already so exaggerated looking, but um, I just, I want to keep that level of consistency, you know, and I, and I, and, and running a business and, and, you know, like if anybody else tried doing what I'm doing and could, you know, exaggerate more than more power to them. When did the transition happen between theme park characters and park sketches and drawing people to primarily drawing pets. But about six years ago, I was out at a uh, uh, arts and crafts festival. That was Father's Day weekend, 2010. I remember it very distinctly. And there were a lot of people in this park. Uh, some folks came up and they asked me if uh, if they came back the next day with their dogs, would I draw their dogs? And I'm like, huh, I'll take your money. You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. And uh, the whole night before the second day of the festival. I was sweating it out. I'm thinking, I hope those people don't actually come with their dogs. And they did. And uh, uh, brought three poodles. And I was sitting there and I was drawing their three poodles. And as I was finishing up, I, uh, I looked behind me and there was a line of people with their dogs waiting to get their dogs drawn. And, and my wife looked over at me and she's like, hey, I got an idea. And I'm like, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Found <laughs> it. Went out a little bit. But uh, that's pretty much how it started. At this point, do you now prefer drawing dogs over people? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the dog doesn't care how big I drew their nose. <laughs> you know, they, they're, they're, every once in a while, I'll have a dog. You know, if I'm if I'm drawing live, like I'll have a dog growling at me or something. It's hard to get them to sit still. But uh, yeah, I just I just I can do what it is that that I'm doing without the worry of what anybody else around me is thinking about how it is that I'm drawing that dog. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's just that the pressure's off, you know, I mean, huh. I like the pressure of it, but it's don't have, the dogs aren't self-conscious Interesting. about how it is that they're being drawn. Now, so, so the dogs aren't self-conscious, but do you ever find yourself encountering, uh, rejects like you would in sketches with yeah. people or? Not as, not as many. I mean, mostly what it is that I do nowadays is um, drawing from photos from online orders. But yeah, when I go out there and I'm, I'm, I'm drawing live, I do get those. I do get folks who are like, I like it, but her ears are almost always up, you know? And yeah. I just drew her ears back, and I'm like, well, look at her. <laughs> just look, look at her. She's scared to death. That's not my fault, you know? Yeah. I'm just drawing what it is that I see in front of me, but... And it, it depends on the type of event too. If I if I'm doing events that are mostly um, rescue and mixed breeds, and everybody's running around just happy to be there and engaging with each other, it's a much just more easygoing event. If I go out to an AKC event and I have all of these dogs who are being judged by how they look and their breed standards. And I'm not dealing with necessarily the owner of the dog in front of me. I might be dealing with their groomer yeah. or I might be dealing with their professional handler. And at these professional events, some of the, the, the dogs are like horses. They've got several different owners and it's a business. Yeah. And I'll have people telling me that 
I, I, I misrepresented the breed. <laughs> so, so uh, what make, making the ears too long? I guess I don't. So instead of the dog's I, ego, you have like six people. Yeah, with ego. It's, it's the funniest things too. You'll have you know you'll have parents say, "Now don't throw, throw Johnny's ears too big. He's very sensitive." But uh, but at these dog events, um, especially especially like the AKC events where the dogs are literally being judged by how they look. I'll get comments like, now, don't draw her with as much red in her face as she has, because that's not what she's supposed to look like. So... <laughs> you just want me to draw a picture of a dog, I yeah. will, but you're... you brought your dog over. So let me just draw your dog. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. You're a little too... Uh... Now, I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of the, the, the live events anymore, but, but when I do, uh, it, it really depends on the crowd. Yeah. that I'm around and whether it's a competition or not that really really heightens the uh, uh, the comments that I get yeah I... and it's just me I've only got one style I'm not working with another artist so so do you have a I guess if you could explain your thought process when you are making your decisions to exaggerate when drawing a dog is it any different than when you draw people you know if you could just kind of explain how you find the exaggeration in a yeah well, I'll, I'll say that now, because I mostly draw dogs and animals now, it now affects how it is that I draw people. Hmm. You know, so I've, I've, I've focused on an entirely different um, uh, anatomy. So now when I go back to drawing people, I have to make very conscious decisions about what it is that I'm doing. But <laughs> so it's funny. This is where one of those comments that my wife is going to roll her eyes if she knows that I talked about. But here's how I see it. Okay exaggeration and what it is that I do and what my thought process is. And I'll bring this up a lot of times. Uh, I used to bring it up a lot when I was working at the parks and I'll be training a new artist and, and trying to get them to wrap their heads around uh, the, the philosophies and the concepts of what it is you're trying to do with exaggeration. And I would explain it like this. It has to do with aliens, so bear with me. <laughs> I tell them that you, you got, you've got to think of it like this, that the aliens have landed and they've given all of us a job to do. And the job that they've given you to do is to document the entire human species. And there's two problems with this. Number one, the aliens don't speak your language and you don't speak theirs. So you've got to do everything visually. You've got to do it with these pictures. The second problem is that they think all of us crazy humans, we look alike. So it's your job to point out to them what makes us all look different. So that's how that's how it is that I describe what it is that we're doing. It's not so much an exaggeration of a feature. It's what makes this person look different from this person. And and I I'll often say that you gotta exaggerate the barelys. If if somebody's left eye is barely lower than the others, that's what you exaggerate. If they're when they smile, it goes a little off to the left, barely. Exaggerate that, because that's what's making that person different than the person they're sitting next to, and that's how you can point out that you see it is the exaggeration of those barelys. And that's what I did. What I do with the dogs too. I could have. I'm 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 fascinated by the diversity on this planet to begin with, but inside that one species from breed to breed they're so completely different um so taking two breeds that are similar and putting them in a picture next to each other 
exaggerating the differences of what it is that makes one breed look different than the other breed while it still looks like that breed. Um, and inside one single breed, if you've got a two standard white poodles or two golden retrievers, um, what makes them look different from each other? So when I'm focusing on exaggeration, I'm trying to exaggerate the differences between either two different subjects or between the, the, the features themselves, the right eye versus the left eye. That's how I focus on it. Would you say that drawing pets or exaggerating pets is easier or harder than with people? Or maybe it's not even comparable? Just curious on what your thoughts are. I'd say it's much harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's much harder, but you can. Um, one thing that I've noticed is because they're so, uh, they're already more exaggerated looking in real life than people, just because their shapes are just so much further apart from each other. And by that, I mean, you know, you got if you got a really long snout. You know, I mean, that's just, you, you compare a, a dog's face to a human face, um, it's, there's just going to be so much more. That's why, that's why dogs are so adorable. They're so cute, all of them. And, um, I mean, you know, there's a, f a few that are pretty hideous, <laughs> but, um, but, but, but still, even then, there's, there's so much going on. And to contain all that, and, and control that is, uh, I would say it's a little bit more difficult than the face. But one, one thing I've realized is that you can get away with being more abstract with dogs. There's just, there's so much, there's so many more shapes to work with. Um, and you can just, you can turn folds into many folds and you can, you know, make the eyes more bulgy than they are, or you can make the snout so long and just, you know, almost get rid of the back of the head or something. It's just, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot you can, I mean, I'd say there's the same amount you can do with the human face that you can a dog face. It's just a lot harder to figure out the, the, the you know, a lot of breeds of dogs. I, I'd say some breeds of dogs are actually kind of easy. You know, it just depends on which one. Cool. It's it's you, you really become as what what I've realized about myself as uh, going into this the world of pet caricatures is that I've become more versatile. I've become you know I, I feel that because I can exaggerate uh, all these different animals. It's helping me understand the human face and appreciate the human face even more. And, you know, and vice versa, even with the, you know, the dog's faces. Nice. Um, so that being said, I think that it actually helps uh, understand shapes even more and understand depth even more. So... Where can people find you? Or do you have a project you'd like to uh, shout out or website, Instagram? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the main the main website is caninecaricatures.com. Um, not much gallery stuff going on there, but if you want to order a, uh, a sketch of your dog, you can just upload those photos on the website and you know, I'll get a sketch sent out to you. Um, but uh, 
We've got a, a sister website that we started up not too long ago called boozehounds.com. Um, and that is all beer and liquor themed dog artwork. Um, a lot of parody beer labels and stuff, but the project that is uh, really starting to take up a lot of my time is single panel um, comics um, called Booze Hounds, and it's basically just dogs with drinking problems. Um, it's it's fantastic, and every time that I think of a new one, I just I get a chance to jot it down. It's very loosely drawn, but uh, um, got a licensing agent who is peddling that stuff right now, and hopefully something happens with it soon. NateCapnicky.com, so N-A-T-E-K-A-P-N-I-C-K-Y.com. You can go there and, um, you know, uh, click on the book right away as soon as you get to the website. It's right on the front. You can check out all the videos that I have. You can check out um, all the, you can check out a lot of photos from Beasted. Uh, some of the photos from Instagram are on there. And uh, whatever other treasure you may find. Cool. A special thanks to John LaFree and Nate Cap for their time and wonderful insight. If you'd like to learn more about our guests, check out exaggeratedfeatures.com for links to all of their sites, Instagrams, and wonderful artwork. While you're there, be sure to commission a sketch of your favorite furry buddy too. Be sure to subscribe to Exaggerated Features on iTunes or your podcast provider and give us a review, a rating, anything at all. Every little bit definitely helps. Learn more about ISCA at caricature.org. Today's music is Cool by Tubo. And as always, thanks for listening and stay well. And then did you just have anything else you'd like to add, either about little beasties or your own did i just hear a rooster (laughs) you did just hear a rooster i can't tell it to shut up but (laughs) wow it's a it's morning here it's morning yeah Um, yeah there's a there's a few chickens out there (laughs)